Hi, this is Tony Vanikerk, editor of Cover Magazine. Welcome to our series, our insurance podcast series, with personal finance um, expert Mapalo uh, Maku. Thank you very much for being here again. And Brad Turin, the chief executive of Life Insurer FMI. Both um, of you, great to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you. We have, we've had two chats now. In the first one, we talked a little bit about the insurance gap, um, why so many South Africans don't have insurance, and what was an industry, what we as an industry can and should be doing about it. Um, you know, we spoke about rebuilding trust, giving people real advice instead of just selling products and those sort of things. Um, we then talked in the second episode about um, an income-first approach to insurance, which is the FMI approach instead of the traditional approach of um, just life insurance with lump sum, critical illness cover, etc. So the bottom line is that um, the most important part of financial planning is protecting your hard-earned monthly income against the risk of any injury, illness, critical illness, and death. In other words, not your assets, but yourself. So today we're talking about the different life stages and how your insurance needs change as you move through life and your responsibilities, your priorities, and so on changes. So, um, Brad, maybe we start with you, um, just to give us your thoughts on the different stages of life from an insurance point of view and um, why those stages actually matter. Sure. Thank you, Tony. The, I mean, I must first say that the idea of life stages isn't something FMI invented or anything that's particularly new. Um, I just think it's a really simple framework for advisors and customers to think about how their insurance needs change as their life changes. I mean, by design, it's stylized. It doesn't represent every single person's life. It kind of is a average of typical stages that you would go through. But I think it makes makes this idea of understanding what your needs are and what benefits you need much simpler to understand. And, and I, again, it shows, I think, two really important things is that as product providers or as insurers, we have to design products and benefits that adapt and change as your life changes because we are not static. We change as people and, and the people around us change. The other thing for me that it shows is, is the importance of an advisor, not just once off, but as an advisor throughout your life. I think we often underestimate that the best advisors actually become trusted partners for years and years and years, and it becomes an intensely, it's a relationship with a real deep level of trust. You are sharing things with your financial advisor that you probably wouldn't even share with your shrink. And, and for them to give you proper advice, you have to have that level of trust, and it stays with you, I think, over the years. Maybe just to give you two examples of, of what we mean by these life stages and how that helps you think about your needs. The, the first one we talk about is the early earner. It's the person who's just started working. You know, the typical young millennial who's just got a job or, or started out on their own, doesn't have any debt, doesn't have any children, no dependents. And really those people typically exclude themselves from the life insurance world completely because they don't say, well, I don't need life cover. And we would say you're 100% right, but what you do need is to protect your income. And at that stage, the only cover you need really is income protection and a strong medical aid. Fast forward all the way to the end when we're talking about um, kind of retirees or people approaching retirement. There, if, if you've kind of managed your life and your finances properly, your need for insurance on risk cover actually starts going towards zero. Because if you think about the world the way we do, that actually life insurance is about protecting the income you haven't had a chance to earn yet. As you get closer and closer to retirement, that number becomes zero. 
there you should be trying to free up as much cash as you possibly can to invest and prepare for for your retirement and for what how you're going to maintain a lifestyle afterwards. So I've given you the two extremes, but I, but I hope it kind of helps explain how that idea helps you think about what insurance needs you have. I think that's very important. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Mapala, from, from your perspective, why should customers then actually think about life insurance in terms of those life stages in, in, in practical terms? What are those milestones or life events where you should be advising your customers to, um, to look at the life stage and to um, make sure that it applies to what they have in terms of benefits? Yeah. So with life stages, I actually get quite excited with life stages. And I have um, examples of my siblings. When I started, uh, when I started working, um, I was an early earner. I didn't have any debt. I didn't have any responsibilities. So my need for life cover was zero. <laughs> I think, as, as Brad said, I know it sounds harsh, but I used to say, you know what? They will fend for themselves. <laughs> Then now as, um, as an adult, I have a child, I have a husband, and my question is, what will happen if, to my kids, to my child, and for my husband if anything happened to me? So there is definitely a need for life cover. But also, equally, there is an increase um, in, in, in income protection. I need that. So if you look at the different life stages... I have um, two other siblings, and one has adult kids. She doesn't, um, who, who, who also needs income protection. But I think with the life stages, when it comes to a financial advisor, I think what's so exciting about the life stages is that if you have a very good financial advisor, you know when, at what point to contact them. So with life stages, it's sort of like you map out this plan for your for your for your clients and say at this point you give me a call mm -hmm. at this point we need to review your life insurance we need to review your income protect your income protection so i think with the life stages really it's saying i'm am at this stage of my life and this are what this are what are my needs and your income protection and your life cover should speak to that mm. Uh, very good advice. It makes a, a, a lot of sense. Um, Brad, if you could run us through some of the different stages and how they, the um, uh, customer's insurance needs change in a, a practical way. How do you see that? Sure. I mean, we, we've devised five life stages. And as I said earlier, they don't apply necessarily in this order to everyone. But, but I think the triggers are around what are the changes in your life? So we, we try and say that, you know, we, we talk a lot about the most important asset you have is your ability to earn an income. But I think an extension of that is to say that an individual is much more than the income they earn. An individual is actually the impact they make on the people around them. And I think that's one of the nicest ways to think about the life stages is as you move from one stage to the next, it's around who else are you impacting and who else depends on you. So for us, the first one is early earner. And that's the one that my, my pilot described earlier, is that you, you're young, you're starting out, you're starting to earn some money, but really no one depends on you yet, and you don't have any debt. You may have friends and family that'll be sad if you're not there, but in reality, you, you are not providing for anyone. The real trigger then is, is what we call adulting, is when you start getting married or, or having children, that fundamentally shifts your behavior. 
I think any parent will know that first feeling when you hold your child for the first time is the most exciting and terrifying moment of your life because you have this this thing in front of you that now depends on you absolutely. And I think it's those moments that trigger you to say, I need to think about how I've looked after my insurance needs differently and how I've gone about my financial planning. Similarly around debt, you know, now the bank depends on you because the bank depends on you paying off the debt to provide for the asset. The next stage that we talk about is midlife, where you're married but older children. Hopefully your debt is starting to reduce, your children are getting more and more independent or less dependent on you. So your earning power here is actually at its highest, but maybe you don't have as many earning years ahead of you. And again, I think it just starts to reshape the mix of cover you have there. The income protection goes up and maybe your need for life cover goes down as your, your children are becoming less financially dependent on you. The fourth stage is empty nester. Your children have left the home. Hopefully now you're debt-free or close to debt-free. It's all about preparing for retirement. And if you've been lucky enough to be in that situation, the focus here is simply on savings and investments. And then the final stage is retiree, living the dream, when you're now able to travel the world, do what you need to do. And there for us, it's around protecting the value of the retirement savings that you have and also protecting your health. The biggest thing that can destroy the value of your retirement savings is health and medical costs. And there I think that's probably the most key need to provide for. So I mean, I've, I've given a very high level overview, but I, but I think it just shows you the way to think about some of those. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. As you say, it's not necessarily exactly the same for everyone, the same years, etc. But um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that it happens in that way. So Mapala, what is the role of the advisor through these stages from your perspective? I think the role of the advisor is for them to really, really know their client. Um, it's to, for them to know their client's aspirations and the stuff that keeps them up at night. A good financial advisor first builds trust so that if there are any changes in their client's life, the client is the first one to say, you know what, I've had a baby or I've had a life-threatening illness or any, any, anything that can impact their finances. The client needs to be able to think about the financial advisor. So I think the role of a financial advisor is hugely, hugely important. I think I was having this conversation earlier uh, with a friend and saying, you know what, the role of a financial advisor can either make or break your finances. If you have a good financial advisor, you can really maximize your income and your finances. So I think the role of a financial advisor, you cannot compare to it. You cannot compare to it. Thank you very much, Mopalo, um, for those comments. And yeah, just like that, we're at the end of another uh, robust and enlightening discussion. So many interesting factors here. The bottom line is that insurance is a living, breathing thing that changes as you move through life. As a customer, you need to be aware of this and constantly um, make sure that you talk to your advisor to make, for, for them to make sure that your needs are met and your loved ones are protected. As an advisor, obviously, it's important to guide your client, to listen to the client, and as Mapala said, to understand where they are and to really get to know them um, based on their needs, responsibilities, and to create a plan for them that takes them smoothly through life with these stages in mind into, uh, with future insurability. So Brad and Mapalo, thank you very much. Um, it was great chatting to you again. And I, looking, I look forward to the fourth episode and to see what comes out of that. 